The Union 0430 is brought to you by Real Geese, the most technologically advanced silhouettes ever produced. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode one of season two. Um, we probably really don't need to call it by seasons or anything, but it makes me feel important, so I'm going to do it. So, season two, episode one. Uh, Dave is uh, doing some firefighter firefighting training tonight so he won't be with us um and no guests tonight we thought that uh, just us to be on the to shoot the shit and and have a good laugh uh would be what everybody is in order for so as usual we got phil down in oshawa mark outside the nation's capital and ryan in nova scotia i'm not giving his location <laughs> he's been he's been perched for the last 20 minutes while we're talking before I hit record. It's he's so safe. warm. <laughs> it's been in my hands for 20 minutes. Um, I want to start off the show with, with this. Do you guys get social media follow requests by these? And listen, I'm sure women to the ladies out there listening, I'm sure you guys get these hunky men that, that try to follow you too. But for us, for me, we're getting all these um, ladies scantily dressed that wants to, to follow our social media. Um, and when I look at when I look at it and I see who else is following this person, there's a lot of you fuckers <laughs> that I know that are in Ontario that's following these ladies. And I just want you to know that they aren't real. Just so <laughs> you know, they aren't real and you're not going to get with them. So apparently yeah. you can also pay for not real followers. <laughs> I, I, go. Heard, I heard that. If you want to brag that. about your 15,000 or 20,000 followers, 10,000 of which are bots, then by all means, go right ahead. Go for it. He says, yeah. Watch one mm -hmm. good sweep of the gram and also gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and my Instagram is blowing up right now. So, well, not that this is live, but there's probably some of those ladies right now. Um, fellas, uh, we didn't do a show last week. A uh, lot of timings getting mixed up, people all over the place. And then uh, the game, first game of the Toronto Montreal series was happening. So, uh, I've been turkey hunting. Yeah, I know you could have been turkey hunting and you were upset and, and, I shed a tear because you were upset, but I got over it fairly quickly and then we carried on as normal. Um, but yeah, we didn't do a show last week, which was, which was okay. Um, but now we're back, uh, like I said, season two, episode one. Um, I put out a new, well, it doesn't really matter because by the time we, we put this on uh, YouTube and on Podbean, it, the contest will be over. But I was surprised on how many people weren't jumping in on the on the contest so um not quite sure what what was up with that but uh i'm doing my best to remedy that and thanks to you guys for sharing so much um mark we are going down in august so we just made our plans so brian mccray for anybody that's listened to the show uh will remember the name brian mccray and the fundraiser he does for uh, mostly centered around his own son uh, uh, that has cerebral palsy. Um, so now he's got a big bass tournament 
that he's planning. I'm not sure how many people. I know it's sold out. He said today that it's sold out. No more. What's it called? Uh, it's the Wild for Hope. I think this is the third. The third one. Philly, are you going? No, I don't fish for bass. Anybody can catch bass. Well, I'm not really going there to fish. <laughs> Mark has gone. I'm going there to drive Mark around while Mark fishes. And then when it's time to drink, Mark's going to drive me around so I can drink. I, I, I would like to, but I, I don't think that actually the, the live well is functioning in my boat. So oh, okay, that would not be uh, not be conducive to a tournament standard. For the record, Dave doesn't put or uh, Phil doesn't put fish in his live well, anyways. No, I don't. He it's puts cooler other fun. other cooler. other it's things. <laughs> cooler, cooler. cooler. Tell you the drain plug works. <laughs> 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 so anyways mark and i'll go down there hopefully we'll get to see uh a lot of yous that uh, that listen i hope that as many as you that can are, are going to make your way down and and help this very worthwhile cause um and you never know maybe we'll get to to share a, a pop or something like that so um good times philly did you tag out buddy Get I both did, turkeys. Sir. I did. And not only did I tag out, my dad and I got a double. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what what did you shoot? Did you shoot the, the old humpback? <clears throat> no, no. Uh, dad and I were both rocking the uh, 20 gauge M2s. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, we're nice. uh, <laughs> We hunted. Um, way. <laughs> we hunted. We didn't shoot the opening day because it was a Sunday. And we, I don't have any Sunday gun spots. <clears throat> so we hunted yeah. the Monday at a different location. Birds, I scouted them hard the two days prior. I figured, right, day three, you know, this is in the bag. No, the birds gave us, you know, the big fuck around. So I went to my other spot, checked it out, ended up bumping the birds. So we just backed out and left it. Went back there the next day, sat up on this tree. I shot my bird. Dad missed his three times. <laughs> and then, I just want to put that out there. We, <laughs> he dumped his gun i had to fucking toss some mine and then the birds just they lost interest and petered off so then we went back to the same field during the third week set up on a different tree birds touched down opposite direction so we went back a couple days later set up on the tree where i shot my bird and i'm like right this is different game plan i i only ran a jake and a hen and I got like, I think I've shown it, it's sitting behind me here, like my homemade Reaper fan. I stuck it in the ground behind the Jake. So it looks like, you know, strutting Jake, right? And I had the ass pointed where the birds always seem to touch down and come out. Well, legal, first gobble was 520. Legal was 521. Within minutes, all the birds touched down pretty much at the exact same time. Well, they come around the corner beside us. Well, this Tom, the one that I ended up shooting, he come around first and well, shit, he got within, I think, eight or nine yards of where I was sitting. And like, you can't blink, can't do shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I can see through the scrub brush, here comes the rest of them. So like my dad and I are talking back and forth. I'm like, all right, we're just, we just got to wait this out. Like, because the hens were kind of getting in the way and couldn't see good and this and that. Birds finally come out. The hens get away. The, there was my bird and then the, the three remaining there was four when dad shot at them, but I killed my bird. He did. 
So <laughs> they're coming out. Hens are giving us the fuck around. They leave dad's group. And now their hens are mixed in with my Tom. So finally, like, I don't know what the hell my dad heard. But birds are out in front of us. It's quarter to six. And, like, we're kind of, like, whispering back and forth. And all of a sudden, boom! I'm like, what the fuck? Dad shoots his bird. Well, of course, they explode, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, when dad fired, the tom that was, like, right off my toes, he'd wandered out probably, shit, 15 yards from me. Still, like, I legit had concerns missing because they were so close. Birds explode. My tom touches down, starts running towards me. He didn't make it. He, he got rolled at, like, fuck, 14 yards. He was heading for the safety of the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had to like he headed the wrong direction. He should have zigged so, when he's when he's dead. <laughs> it's like that old uh, South Park episode where they're hunting. Like it's okay, it's legal if it's your life is in danger. You just have to yell. It's coming right for us. Well, those sharp talons. Five forty-five in the morning. We had two birds down, and my season was done. Dad's like, I'm good. It's just it's just my mom and my dad. So he's like, I I got no need to punch a second tag. So that yeah, was nice. That's awesome. That's cool. You guys doubled, man. Yeah. Did uh, so? I've asked a couple people. Like I, I'm not a, a hugely experienced turkey hunter, but I know you guys seen the video. Um, and and it sort of kind of plays along with what I've heard around here that the that the birds are sort of acting weird this year. So you guys seen that video? You seen those five toms come out on a string on mm-hmm. my hunt? And nobody really fight, and and it was a breeding, it was a it was a laying down hen that we had for our D. We had two D, uh, two hen decoys out. One one was off to the side standing, and the other one was a breeder, right? Mm-hmm. And so one one Tom he knew something was jiggy as soon as he come out, and he was like, eh, yeah, something's not right. He sort of screwed off right off the bat. But the other four came in, and they sort of kind of circled her. And and no fighting, no nothing. It was it was as if they were just gonna, you know, take turns or, or whatever. And it just didn't seem it didn't seem right to me. It just like usually they're a little bit more aggressive when it comes to being around the hands, are they not? Yeah, that one Jamie got was was the biggest one. Yeah. That was a dominant Tom. Yeah. He was more dominant than the others. If you notice, he was the one that was kind of the bigger yep. strutting around the others. Yeah. They, they were all, it was almost like they were Jake's to him. Ah, uh, okay. So they, they weren't Jake's. Right. They were more. I think they so were all no, younger than him. Yeah. So what, so what you're saying is that they sort of just gave way to, to the senior bird. <clears throat> I think so. Now, yeah. now it doesn't always happen, obviously, because how many times have I had Jake's drive the Tom's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, I almost wonder if like, if that bird would have been like a three-year-old. And that, uh, that, that, you know, that group would have been two-year-olds. And, and, and that could have been like, so the bird I shot, like the spurs on it, that they were just little, like it was a half decent sized bird. Like it wasn't a Jake, but uh, it had a fairly, it had a half decent beard, but the spurs were like little nubs on it. Do you know chocolate what I mean? Chips. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, not much bigger than a chocolate chip actually. So a big word, uh, Jamie's, Spurs on Jamie's not n- bigger, but not that big. Like so not- maybe ge- genetically, those ones have smaller spurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they weren't they weren't crazy. 
Like, yeah, so Jamie's were probably. Those that, that's my second bird. Yeah, so so the spurs on mine were a little bit smaller than that. Yeah, like these I think were like three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Okay. Um, identical to the first bird I shot it was all out of the same flock, right? Like out of the yeah. five, the five toms out of that flock, Dad and I killed three of them. Yeah. But yeah, all three birds that we shot out of the flock were all the spurs were three quarters of an inch. So, you know, we so Cade, I have my young fellow with me again. And uh, I seen a video on Instagram today of a dad and his daughter turkey hunting and the daughter's on, on the pot call and she's sort of, you know, so she's scratching on the pot call and she gets that gobble and, and the look in her, her eyes just become white as saucers, eh? When she heard that first gobble. Well, Cade's sitting right next to me on the right and we literally just sit down, we get ready. I, I sort of got a, a cam blanket and put over us to make sure we were hidden. And I was that guy and his face. And I bet you every hair on his arms, everything was stood up and he was like, that sounded pretty close. And I was like, oh yeah, they're pretty close. We had to wait a little bit for him to come down, but 20 minutes to six, um, we had both our birds shot. That's when I looked at looked at the clock was 20 minutes to six and both birds were down then so it seems like it takes forever eh, to get them down out of the tree like you can hear them and it seems like mm. forever for them to get down out of the trees and start walking but uh but if you've seen my video like we couldn't shoot because they were all so close together if we would have shot we probably would have we were probably would have killed one shot would have probably killed four of them you um, guys were or, or the deer yeah you, or the yeah. deer if you guys are outlaws, you would have had a hell of a hunt. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it was fun. Um, Pull the plug out and just give her. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was uh, impromptu conservation hunt. <laughs> yeah, impromptu hunt, but it was it was good. Cade was excited, got him out again, and uh, he's a big fan of turkey hunting. Next year, hopefully, he gets hopefully he can go shoot his own next year. So, sorry, Ryan, buddy, we're doing a lot of turkey hunting and. Turkey hunting, talking. In, in talking turkey hunting, you notice that uh, the boys in New Brunswick are getting a lot of birds, eh? Well, I see him posting up a few of them. So I can't remember the numbers that Maddie Wilson and them said, but I guess so. There, somebody is, is obviously keeping real good <clears throat> track of, of the numbers that's being reported of birds. I think it's been a very, very successful uh, first season down in New Brunswick for turkey hunters. Would they have 400 tags? I don't know. I think it's something 400 tags. I don't know. Are I'm they doing sure. like a lottery draw, like big game? Or yeah, they are. Yeah. Is it is yeah. it a draw? It's a draw. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how they're going to go through the winter. Last year, last winter was pretty. I guess for New Brunswick was not what they're usually used to. Um, so I mean, northern New Brunswick, they can get a lot of snow, which can be darn right. you know which can be hard for like, even when, when I lived in Ontario, like we didn't get as much snow as say Northern New Brunswick did. No, no. Um, mountains, so it's funny. I buried. I've, I've been moose hunting. Like we go up about an hour, hour and a half West of Thunder Bay to moose hunt. And I've seen Turkey tracks up there. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So it'll be seeing what the winter climate does to the, the broods up there. So somebody uh, and again uh, this is 
really, really bad information on my part, but somebody had put a post on, on the, the Turkey group page. So we have the Eastern, what is it? The Eastern Turkey? Is that Eastern? Eastern, yeah. right? And then there's the Oskola. Is what's which one is which one? Which is the next west from us? Miriam's. Yeah. What? Miriam's. So somebody said that they've seen them in Maine, which depends on what people released. So is it? You know, like I, I, I just I don't know enough about turkey hunting. I, I don't know what what drives them to be in a certain geographical area. Do you know you know what I mean? Um I think it's just habitat. You yeah. see no no different than with like say, you know, the different species of deer, right? Mm. Like we don't have muleys here in Ontario. Yeah, you go fair. Alberta, Saskatchewan, you know, there's all kinds of muleys and then down into the you know central states and shit. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was cool and that you BC and you yeah. BC and they got blacktails and yeah. they're like they're like fucking rabbits out there. Yeah, they're not yeah. like they don't migrate, so you know you're not going to see them if if they're in if they're That's in just, another area, it's because they've been introduced, right? So really, they, eh? don't, they don't migrate okay. some heated ponds. Okay, okay. Anyways, seen seen that while I was perusing the Facebook hmm. world. And I just thought it was cool. I was like, man, wouldn't that be cool that, uh, you know, you can, that, that grant, that grand slam of Turkey, wouldn't it be cool if you were in one state or one province and you can knock off two birds out of that grand slam? If there were ever to be one Turkey that I would go for on like a guided hunt, it would be for a Merriam. Yeah, me too. They're tan, like just that tan fan like mm -hmm. that, man. Like, so practically white. Did you, yeah. yeah. Did you see the uh, the smoke phase one that was that was shot in Quebec? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, probably the coolest looking bird I've ever seen in my life. It was friggin' cool, and nice. a big bird, and a big bird at that. Yeah, Mark, uh, me and Mark were on one day in Ontario, and he ended up shooting a tom that followed in a smoke phase hen the whole way. Really? Yeah, it's I had on video. video. Yeah, yeah, it's on my Instagram actually. Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't Davis uh, a, a couple years ago on remember that property he hunted where he shot that monster one a couple years ago, but wasn't there a, a like a white one or something? Wasn't there like a escape farm bird? No, I think there was a smoke phase Jake there, but I don't oh, know no, what ever a... became of it. Okay, it was a smoke. I I remember there was a weird a weird turkey around there. Yeah, I remember that one that he shot. It was mm. like a fucking pterodactyl. I don't know Marco. how the genetics works, but like in in like in the Ottawa Valley, like every year I would see multiple smoke phase hens. Yeah, like multiple, and you think, okay, that genetics has got to carry through. You know what it is? Got to be. There's got to be a tom. And, I've got a theory. I've never seen one. It's just oh. it's so weird, like because I think smoke phase hen doesn't have a bunch of smoke phase young. It's not the not way necessarily. You know, like, yeah, it'll have a bunch of normal young. But that genetics is in the line, so somewhere down the line they're going to have another smoke phase. Sort of like twins with humans, right? When, now, whether it's going to be a, a male or not, that's even rarer, right? Like 50-50 yeah. or whatever. Maybe I always it's, see more it's smoke a generation. Hands, yeah. 
Well, Marco, Marco shot that beautiful, I guess you can call it like a cinnamon. Was it last, last year, year before? Oh, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, Marco, I never did yeah, I'll go through, check cruise, that. Cruise through Marco's uh, gram there. He got like a cinnamon looking bird. Really? It was pretty cool. I think yeah. he was shooting one of those like AR style 12 gauges. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was shooting that one of those Canucks. Yeah. Or the Daras. Was it the Daras? Yeah. yeah. Area or whatever, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. They're cool looking, so they're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They look, they look mean, so, uh, so they're not allowed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Awkward. I'm looking for his. <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah, I got a nice colorful one there off of uh, the property I hunt on there a few years ago. I think, Ryan, you remember me and you scouted it that year. Oh, we got lot. We, we almost bumped him. I just got yeah. lucky and saw the top of his fan. And we thought yeah, it was the top a, of his fan was really light color. Yeah, it was almost like a Miriam, actually. I remember yeah, that. It, but it had a lot of, a lot of like, copper in the in the color of the bird it was the most colorful turkey i've seen shot actually as in overall colors not as in black or white or anything like that but just in general colors mm -hmm. it was the most colorful turkey i've ever seen now there's hens on that property that are just as colorful as him so i'm bound to see another in the well, future even, maybe even like the, the two birds that dad and i shot together the difference in the tail fans like see if this works out Oh like, yeah, you what are the difference, the difference in color, right? Yeah, and look yeah. how fat the mm -hmm. band is on my dad's. Yeah, yeah, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, huge. Like mine have a lot lighter color into the tail. tail. Like look, uh, like by far one of the prettiest toms I've ever shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the cool thing about turkeys is there's no two are the same. Like that's the the interesting aspect, but you can always find subtle differences and. You know, you can have a, a Tom walk in with a big swing and 11 inch beard. And for some reason, he's got three quarter inch, uh, you know, three quarter inch. Chocolate yeah, chip. little nubs like chocolate yeah, chip. Yeah, like 10 and three know, quarter inch beard and one inch purse. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes the other way. And or if you're like our buddy Davis, you just shoot freaking Tyrannosaurus Rexes all the time. So. Right yeah. there on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, fucking thing was that thing was massive. Yeah, I think Jay only shot it because he's been in fear for his life. So <laughs> self-defense. Yeah, yeah. I think he didn't he win a contest that year because of that bird. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. I don't some people, some I people don't, chagrin, but yeah, I don't think he collected the prize though. From what I heard, he did, but it, he kind of got ripped off a little. But anyway, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no surprise. <laughs> Um, yeah, never mind. I'm not fucking doing it. Um, fellas, duck stamps and the regs are soon going to be out, so we'll switch gears a little bit now and, and um, get on to the duck hunting stuff. So, the duck stamps are going to be coming out soon. Um, I, I don't know who it is that I, I'm guessing is probably the Canadian Wildlife Federation. Um, but I'd like to start seeing the numbers and seeing if there's an increase in duck stamps like this. So this year is going to be weird because we didn't have all those uh, fellows south of the border coming up and, and hunting. Right. And 
and I know it, it plays a major factor into the amount of bird stamps that are sold. But this year, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to compare it this year. So hopefully the borders open up all those people from south of the border get to come up and do their hunting and, and, and the guides can actually make a friggin' living this, this fall. Um, but I'd like to see the correlation in numbers. So how much, how many bird stamps did we lose out on with, with our, our friends south of the border not being able to get up to Canada and hunt? I'd really like to know that. I'd also like to be able to see some of us go south and duck hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like real south. Yeah. Like in Cyprus. Boot heel. Boot heel south. Mm. Um, were you guys following? Ooh, that'd be, that'd be, uh, cool. So the cinnamon teal, you know, there's been cinnamon teal shot here, like just outside of Kingston. In Nova Scotia too. Really? (laughs) Inside Joe. Okay. Okay. Um, that's my Uh, Cinnamon teal shot in Ontario. Should have wrote it down. Yeah. 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 No, we're talking about going south and and talking about the border opening. Yeah, the border opening and stuff like that. I'm all I'm all fucked up. I would like to see. I would like to see those numbers. And yes, Philly, I would like to get a chance to go down the states. I want to go down and and hunt with Jeff Coates, which which we're working on getting that squared away. But you know that that's going to be an epic hunt to go down with Jeff, especially now that that he's become become a friend to us all. but still, to be able to be in that stand in Cyprus is still a bucket list hunt that I want to, I just want to, yeah. even if it's only, even if I only got to put the gun up once and just I don't even, watch. just to see the show, man, that's what watch I watch the mallards dance just from the head. Maybe after the show, we should talk about Wade. Talk about Wade? Oh, I was going to say, as Wade would say, cup and pumpkins. Cup and pumpkins, yeah, yeah. What is it? They're holding pumpkins or something. Holding pumpkins. Like, holding pumpkins. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk. Wade is so Wade is so ridiculously busy at the beginning of the season. So it would be a late season. Oh, but he could point us in the right direction. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 We. Well, I. I do. Trust I want to get. I want to get down there, and and I'd like to be able to. Wouldn't it be cool to, to do a hunt down in down in Arkansas and then you know Arkansas? Yeah. Arkansas. And then uh, you know, leave your hunt and then hey, let's swing by Max Prairie Wing and and just go in there and, and check hey, things out. Swing my by Dis- Bird That's Dog, my... Bird Dog Factory. There you go. Yeah, it's my Disneyland. That's a shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, we gotta we're we're gonna we're gonna put some emphasis on them shameless plugs here for bird dog here uh this week philly they are the official unofficial sponsor of <laughs> the punish for war call yeah um chris davis made a post saying that sucks you guys can't get bird dog whiskey and i'm like well how does chris davis get bird dog whiskey makes me wonder things that make you go hmm, hmm. um yeah anyways boys um what i was gonna bring up though 
has anybody, I know Rusty Heron didn't get to go this year because of the border being closed and all that shit, but were you, were you following the Calapalooza at all down with uh, Mr. Stevens and, and the Aaron T guys? Did you follow that at all and, and see like just the, the show that, that, and, and the event that he puts together for all these call makers to come Wait, is it in Stuttgart? Is that where he is as well? Is that where R&T is, Ryan? It's called Palooza, yeah. But is it in Stuttgart, Arkansas? I don't think so. I didn't no. see the post. I'm not sure. but No, but where's where's T at? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, in Stuttgart, which yeah. is like you can, you can take – you can go to Mac, Max Prairie Wings, pick a rock up from the parking lot, and hit R&T with it. Mm. Okay, so that's that's where it was, and and he had like I was watching some of the stuff. Like it, it's like the call. It's becoming art now. Do you know what I mean? Like there there were some dudes that that had showed up for this for Callapalooza, and this and the things they were going. Like I didn't hear how the call sounded, but the look like it's turning into art now, and and it's like like these people from different backgrounds are coming in and making these, these calls. And, and John Stevens, he made the post and he was like, it's, it's amazing. It's like looking at these people and you're like, how did you even come up with this shape of a call, this design of a call? And, and this is what it's turned. It's literally turning into art. It's a pretty cool concept. Like if you, if you ever watch like those cooking shows, like where they have like four chefs, like different backgrounds, yep. and they have to make a meal, like can't really like, like hell's kitchen or whatever. He, he kind of like took that kind of concept and said, okay, we're going to take like teams of like two or four. You guys are going to like cross like concept on and make a call and then the best team wins, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he had that idea. And I think it's, you know, to the small genre that is like call makers and like call enthusiasts, like that's pretty, it's pretty cool concept, cool idea. So it, you know, it, it really appeals to like the hardcore guys. Like I think so. I, I watched a little bit of it. It's pretty interesting. And, and you're right. Like the creativity that just comes out of these guys, like, yeah, you know, to impress somebody like John Stevens, like you look yeah. at some of the stuff that Josh Raggio is putting out is like next level, like just stellar, stellar pieces. Like you um, almost like don't want to put it on the lanyard. <laughs> well, and, and this was like some of the stuff that, like it was artisans. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, these were people that like, this is art that they're making. I never heard how they sounded, but how they looked, it was like, so it was so out there. And, and I was like, man, it, it just looks cool. And, and it, it's really cool what you're saying, Ryan, like the concept that he took behind. But if you look at it, um, through a different set of glasses, you think about it. John Stevens owns probably one of the most popular call brands, right? Being being R and T, and he's openly welp- welcoming call makers from all across the states and in Canada. I, I know nobody from Canada made it down this year, and he's just welcoming welcoming them into his shop. Hey, let's let's make calls. Let's talk. Let's learn from one another. And it is so good to see that even in, you know, when you could be the top and very near to the top um, and you're still giving back into the community, which is 
you know, that waterfowl hunting community, that call making community. So it says a lot about John Stevens and how comfortable he is um, with his product and with his company that he's able to welcome all these people in. And, and we had Rusty on last year after Kalapalooza and he couldn't talk enough about how great Mr. Stevens and his wife was and, and welcoming everybody in and all that stuff. So it, it's pretty cool. I think it's, it's awesome. With that, I seen Rusty today, uh, Rusty Heron, and and he's acting on on behalf of Call Nuts. They're doing their, I, I forget what it's called. It's like the Call Classic 2021, where they literally open it up for call makers to send in calls, and you know you pay a fee. They all get sent to one one person, and that person blows the calls and then it's up to the people to decide. I I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. It's up to the people to decide then which, which call is the best. So I'm wondering if, if we're going to see any, any, uh, anything from any Canadian call makers sent in on that call nuts, uh, call classic, I think 2021 call classic or something like that is called be cool to see if Dave put something in. Yeah, that would be cool. Would be really cool for, or the boys from uh, East Coast Calls. East Coast Calls, Moon Pie, um, you know, Moon. There's tons of them. Yeah, there's a ton of them. But and and yeah, that's a good point. The boys from East Coast Calls. I gotta get. We gotta get Maddie to do a to do a video for us or a sound file and stuff, and just to hear his hear stuff because I I haven't heard the calls yet i haven't seen the calls either um they, they got some they do have sound files if you go on their the website or their facebook yeah. page okay east coast calls yeah so yeah okay i haven't i haven't heard it and i haven't uh haven't seen the calls yet um knowing who maddie wilson is i i have no doubt in my mind it's it's a quality product um it, he seems to be the, the type of fella that don't half-ass anything um so the best is the best was the best, best ever will be. That was awesome. Did you guys hear that on his introduction? Oh no. man, that was funny. Is that on the latest episode? Yeah, on the latest I episode. Listened, I haven't yeah. listened to that yet. So they're doing their they're doing their introduction, right? And they and they talk about um, you know, it, this episode is brought to you by bam, 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 and they're just listen, listen off these companies that sponsor them. And then he says maritime. Dog, dog training. training the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be <laughs> oh, so, oh jeff jarrett's lawyer is getting fired up right now <laughs> uh brett the hitman hurt uh what was it brett the hitman hurt yeah was it yeah. Oh, okay that was best, jeff jarrett never mind no the best Not a big there is the best fan, but... best there is the best there... and then and then the uh when they're done it's like this barrage of shotguns and it must be like 20 21 shots. Gun <laughs> 21 gun salute. It was crazy. Like the amount of birds that must have fell out of the sky on that barrage was, was ridiculous. <clears throat> and they all started laughing. So it was just funny. It was funny. It was a good time. But I did, we, we are talking about calls now. And, and you could see that our good friend, uh, Bobby Hayes, uh, sent uh sent up some some t-shirts to us and stuff so uh so i'm wearing one of the ducklander t-shirts and and i just seen today he's 
Bobby's really like they're they're coming out with a new design for the Duck Lander calls. I think that'll be next month is when they'll officially be released. Yeah. Um, yeah, new, new calls, timber series. Yeah, and then um, yeah. he's got uh, so his reads. So no more cutting reads. He's he'll you know you buy your your little friggin' it looks like a a beard wax tin. And all the all your reads will uh, come into it and, and stuff, and it just seems, seems pre cut, like, yeah, all pre cut, all all labeled, uh, everything. So it's really cool, really cool idea. And and I remember him speaking when he was on the show, and he was talking about notches and and stuff on on the instead of screwing with the tone board, it was like notches or, or bumps or something in the reads was what he was saying, right? What he's it, doing is he's cutting out the corners on the reed where it meets the tone channel at the okay. back end, like where you put yeah. your wedge. Yeah. So basically it's lined up, ready to go. Like basically there's like, it's almost like a keyhole, right? Okay. There's a little tab that slides into the tone channel. Yeah. And just, you plug, you plug your, uh, your wedge in and away you go. Okay. Like almost bomb proof. And yeah. on top almost. of that, like almost, well, so I'm sure I, I can probably fuck it up one way or another. <laughs> But it's all like all the new calls and stuff that Bobby's coming out with all these like limited edition runs and stuff and just like some impeccable, impeccable work that he's putting in. Well, those, those, uh, those limited edition, I, I forget what he called them. I think he called them like the Bobby Hayes series or something, the signature series or something like that. Like those were like absolutely ridiculous looking calls. Like it was, yeah, amazing. So um exciting time man like there's lots lots of new stuff we were talking about it before the show started and uh we're talking about you know avian x is coming out with a new robo duck i i know it's been announced like ryan said it, it was announced a few months ago but i don't think it's actually in stores yet um and then i got an email the other day lucky duck is coming out with a bunch of new stuff this year um mojo is um i got an email uh mojo is is really ramping up their ambassador program um so they're looking for a ton of people um and, and mojo is is huge right so not just ducks I'm, but i'm really curious to see what innovations are coming out from these guys because really yeah. like i don't know what they could possibly be coming out with like well yeah you know, like, like, more and, and, and like you know the road like goose flapper I, I'm not a fan of goose flappers. I don't nope. like them. Um, that's just me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, out west we use uh, uh, the clone decoys. They're like snow goose flappers. They're different, but I mean, straight Canada's. I don't like a goose flapper. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I like Robo Ducks. I don't think I need five in the spread. I like two, maybe three max. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know. before you go and, further on yeah. two to three, so you're saying two to three max. How many birds are you putting? Out? How many mallard decoys are you putting out to justify so, a three robo ducks? So what? 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 I hunt where I hunt in, in Nova Scotia. Like I don't own a single full ball. You can see my spread behind me. Like I don't own a single full body full body mallard. So, yeah. so if I'm field hunting ducks, I'm going. I'm going goose decoys with with um, uh, with some robos, some right. luckies. Okay. Yeah. So, that's all I use. So okay. I have two super, I have two HDs back there somewhere and I've got my three dozen avians. That's yep. all I need. I'm not hunting. I'm not hunting like 
2000 mallards, you know, I'll okay. have two, three guys for, you know, to shoot 18 ducks. So yeah, I don't need, just, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a trailer for that. Same as me. Like I'm running 16, does 16 or 17 dozen silos mm -hmm. and two spinners. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, I'm really curious, like, do you need to, like, are we getting to the point where you're going to have, you're going to need to like have a buddy in the group who's a qualified certified electrician, like, like, you know, Red Sea electrician, like in order to go water hunting. I'm, so I'm really curious. Like I remember when duck commander came out in their old videos, they had the, uh, the swimmers, like yeah. the, the floaters that like were on like an underwater train and they go back yeah. and forth or circular. I can't remember, but yeah. I was like, man, that's just, I don't know. That just seems like a lot of work. Well, I mean, and it's different for guys in the States because they lease property, they manage property. They might have, you know, um, there's not as much public land. So you kind of like, you know, you, you control water levels so you can leave all your decoys mm -hmm. one spot all the time for traffic. So it's, it's different in every, it might work in certain areas, but where I'm at, where we're at really, I don't know if that really yeah. flies. I just like, so when, when Avian, you know, made the announcement that they're coming out with theirs, um, you'd like to think, or, or I would like to think that in order for Avian to jump into this field of, of robo ducks, like they've, they've got to make a new um, innovation, right? Like the wings spin. Yeah. How can you expand on, on that? Like, like what you're saying, Ryan, like how, mm -hmm. how can you make a product that's already good? How are you going to make it better? The mm -hmm. flapper? I, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the flapper. Um, so I, I don't know, right? Like how can you, I guess the only real innovation you can make is hundred percent waterproof and the battery um, lasts them longer or, or a better battery, but durability, yeah. As as for the motion of the the RoboDuck, I, I don't really know if you can make it any better. Can you? Wings that floats when you drop the fuckers in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that magnet. That, that magnetic <clears throat> fucking where it just goes. Bloop. Been there. Done I'm that. not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I I may have donated some wings to fucking Lake Simcoe. <laughs> yeah, in my earlier years. <laughs> I good point. I Cook's lost. Bay. I lost a lucky duck one well, I didn't lose it, but we were hunting, we were hunting a lake one morning and I'm watching something else. And the guy next to me goes, where, where's your lucky duck? Did you set it out? I'm like, yeah, I set it out. I'm looking like, where the hell is it? And I'm like, did I not set it out? Like I started to second guess myself. And then I realized, Oh no. So I jump out of the blind and I go over to where I set it up and I look underwater and I can just see underwater the wings going, Ooh. <laughs> very slowly mm -hmm. so but i drained it and it still works to this day it's the yeah. same one i have back it, so. that's the only one I, that still works yeah i know <laughs> i know you're gonna I, say that mine you know what in lake ontario i've i've sunk one uh, mine still works um i know i know there was a bunch of people that had a had a bunch of problems with their with their lucky duck and and uh to the best of my knowledge, Lucky Duck was pretty good with with the warranty and and stuff, um, and and fixing it. But I do know there was a lot of people that had some that did have some issues with those uh, HDs first when they come out. Yeah, well, why do we we had seven or eight of them that were bought, and I think all but two weren't working after a year. Really? And uh, but the it's not the 
that they fixed it is that they let it get out and then everybody had to use it and then have it broken and then you didn't have a, a functioning lucky duck i mean right how hard is it to to test your shit so that it actually so you're putting out a good product right so so they did the the, the bill gates thing like what windows right just put it out and and let everybody figure out what the problems were and then and then fix it sell spare parts yeah yeah so that's what I think about of a lot of people just fucking scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Glad to see you jump in on that, Philly. Um, but now, so, so continuing on with, with, the, mm. with, with gear and stuff like that, I, I did see something the other day and, and it was a jab at, at us Canadians that we are still holding on to our layout blinds while everybody else is going straight panel blinds. Have you guys, have you guys heard anything about that? No. no. I will say now that I, I own a panel blind, which is on the ground right there. Yeah. Um, I hunted out of that more than my layout blind. Ducks. Yeah. And it, for no, for geese too. We used it for geese yeah, this year too. Area. And yeah, when the situation is is right. So I'm, you know, if if I'm gonna hunt ten times, I'm the kind of guy. If I hunt ten times, and the one time there's maybe one time presents itself that I, I'm gonna need a layout blind. Well, then fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a oh, layout yeah. blind. Like yeah. you know, I want. I don't want. I hate being uh, as a waterfowler. I hate being presented a hunting opportunity or situation, and I don't have the gear for that right. one in a hundred hunts yep. that drives me nuts. So, and I try to explain that to my wife and she's like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> so. yeah. Is it, is it free? But babe, I, I need a thousand snow socks in case the, a flock of four come here yeah. to Nova Scotia. Yeah. So sweetheart, do you ever see so a golfer funny. with just one club? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use that line. Thank you. doesn't like golf yeah. either. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, so it's funny that you bring that up because now uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm probably going to be placing a, an order for some new waiters from Gator Waiters. And uh, I've got to go to the wife and say, hey, I, I need to buy new waiters for myself and for the boy. And she'll be like, well, don't you have a new? I'm like, yes, those waiters are for something. I want another pair for a different situation. It's true. Sure. Watch that fly with a lead balloon. Yeah. yeah. Uninsulated. Yeah. yeah. There's man. When I lived in Ontario, like there was nothing worse than I had one set of waiters and they were five mil. Yeah. And wearing those wearing those for duck opener in September 23rd. Yeah. was like a weight it was a fucking weight loss program yeah. walk in. Um, you were, you were and, in your and kit me and mark had a me and mark had a oh literally like i had like box i was boxer shorts and mark knows because we he had the same yours are, yours are five yeah, too, eh, mark, i think yeah we we hunted we used to hunt with this uh uh fellow who's a little bit older than us and just like a cool spot like we had to like sludge in, like walk in through like mm-hmm. chest high water, and it's just we called it loon shit. It was like that uh, that duckweed, yeah, you know that grew on top of the, the marshes, like in the early season. You it, you'd catch every little bit of it walking through. You'd have to like stop every ten feet and just separate it out of the yeah. way, and then you 
kind of carry on through and collect more. So um, by the time we even got to like set up, you're, you're, you're down like five pounds. Like it was just <laughs> insane. So in Ontario, like, you know, you need like a set of like breathable lightweight waiters. Mm-hmm. And then those five mil come like mid to late November where you're literally breaking ice. Cause there's still birds around, but you got to break ice. Yeah. Uh, you, you're pretty thankful you got those five mils, but I was cheap and I didn't, uh, I just had <laughs> five mils and, lost 10 pounds in the early season. Well, no. And you bring up a good point because, you know, more and more we hear, we hear people that are coming into the sport and, and becoming waterfowlers and, and, you know, that old joke, Hey dad, can I become a millionaire if, if I'm a duck hunter? And, and the response is, yeah, if you're a billionaire, um, there's, there's always a pile of gear that you need, but just like you said, Ryan, like when you had the money to buy yourself a set of waiters, you bought what the best that you could get for every situation. But now, okay, now I've got a few extra dollars. Now I need to buy the other thing. It's impossible to have everything you need right up front. And, and people, I think that's what scares a lot of people off is they think they need to have all of this gear and all these decoys and, and, 10 calls hanging off their neck and, and all this shit when, when that's not even the case, like, you know, all four of us here have got a a fairly good uh, spread of equipment. 10 years ago, um, my spread of equipment was pretty fucking small. When, when Mark and I started hunting together in like the early two thousands, like back here in Nova Scotia, um, I had two dozen goose full body goose decoys and a lucky duck and we did really well. Like we shoot our limits, but you know, if we scouted properly and did our homework, like we, mm-hmm. we killed our limits, no problem. Like, and it's all, this is all you needed. And it goes back to scouting, which we've, we've beaten that horse to death already. But um, yeah, but you, you kind of said it right. Like, you know, everybody thinks you need, everything for every situation. And, and yeah. it is true. Like, but for, if you're just starting out, like there's yeah. so much to learn off the hop, like don't, yeah. don't be consumed by like having to be, you know, every single piece of kit first, you just, you know, yeah. look, just enjoy, enjoy the ride, like learn as you go. And, and as you, as you kind of like build your experiences up and build your knowledge, you, you'll realize what you need. Like I only have, like, I have what you see behind me right now. And and that's where i live that's all i need that's mm-hmm. that's you know there's only there's three dozen even x goose full bodies and there's four dozen duck floaters i'm like i'm good yeah. plus plus two lucky ducks that's all i need yeah yeah absolutely and and I think that's the, that's what gets some people is they think they need to have that they need to pull around that trailer full of full of decoys and 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 all of the other gear and and making sure that they're uh, actually there was a fella a couple of weeks ago uh, Brandon Wolf I think is his name and he sort of put out this this Facebook post where where he he pretty much said listen what happened to what happened to the waterfowler? How did we evolve to the point where now we're shaming people or people feel shamed if they don't have 
all of this gear if they if they're not dressed in in Sitka or if they're not dressed in First Light or or Drake or or whatever whatever that magical camel pattern is this year um and people sort of feel well i'm 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 nothing i'm you know i'm just rocking the canvas overalls and 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 a and a hat you know what i mean like i grew up wearing nothing but a fucking pair of rubber boots and and pair of overalls and i never i never had any any camel actually that's when you would have been made fun of where I was from. If you went duck hunting with camouflage, which sounds ridiculous now, but um, you would have been, you would have been made fun of because nobody had it. Nobody, you know, so now, now we're at this point where, you know, gear is so, so readily available. Um, You know, like for us here in Canada, we got Canadian waterfowl supplies just down in Scotland, Ontario, you know, anything you needed, it's, and and Pat sends everything with uh, I think it's UPS, eh, Phil? Yep. Yeah. So like, like, you order from Pat, you're having your shit in two or three days. Ab- absolutely. So like anything you need, yeah. it it it's right there. <clears throat> um, you, you get it when as soon as you need it. Like I I did I I I'm scared that there's there's a group of people out there that 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 loves the idea of getting outdoors and shooting birds and, and, and hanging out with their, their friends, but are scared to do it because of the financial commitment that, that they think it takes when really all you need is, is a gun and something to keep you warm. Really. That's all you need. And a method of retrieving birds in the water. Yeah. 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 When it comes to blinds and stuff, like if you're doing like, you know, shoreline hunts, you know, pawn hunts this and that, you can invest in a folding saw and make a blind. Yeah. Yep. I've done that countless times. We're just, yeah, time. look at this free natural shit. Yes. Stick it in the fucking mud, sit behind it. Buddy, we, we were down to Nova Scotia a couple of years ago at this place that Ryan and Merrick always hunted. And the, three of, and the three of us built a blind that day, yeah. that morning. <laughs> uh, for an afternoon hunt, and it was a friggin' smasher of a hunt. And we literally built a blind out in this pond that we, the three of us, could stand behind and and just smash birds. And you know, it, it had nothing only, to do. We, yeah, we all, totally built the blind. The only piece of like quote unquote construction equipment we had was zip ties. Mm-hmm. We, cut, we cut willow branches. Mark made it into like a box frame so like wide enough for the three of us stuck it in the ground ran willows that way that way and then we just cut bulrushes and zip tied them to the front back over top of us and i'm sure mark had his chainsaw nope no just two feet in our feet man we had we had two uh two little i don't need a chainsaw to cut wood buddy yeah (laughs) He's, he's part beaver you see the tail on him so anyways we just improvised are you looking for it now mark are you yeah, hey, yeah, it was a great, good little hunt too. I thought about you today, Mark. Have you ever heard the song "Lumberjack" by Jackal? No. So I'm, I'm you doing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm doing PT today, and it's on my playlist, and it starts, and I immediately laugh, and I think of you. It is Kearney Rock 
Like it is hair metal, like as much hairspray as you can get in your hair and as much makeup you can get on your face. And this is this band are called Jackal. And they've got a song called Lumberjack. And there's a dude playing a chainsaw in the background. Yeah. There it is. That's next level. Yeah. That's my pretty <laughs> me and Ryan. <laughs> Look at that pumpkin, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can that. see me now too. Yeah. 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 Where's I'm gonna look for the, the infamous black duck. The oh, I got it. I got color. it right here. Will you? That's yeah. great. There's a good story behind that. This is yeah. this is good. Which he should be as soon as as soon as we can, we'll get him on the show too. Look at my face. I'm not looking. Mark and Damon looking at the camera. I'm looking at the pair of black ducks that are like pitching in the decoys. You saying? And he, oh, he's, he's like selfies. Let's say it. Fucking so selfies. A couple. Th- you guys taking selfies on the hunt? Yeah. A couple Fucking times. Selfies, I knew it. Yeah. A couple times before that picture was actually taken, you could hear Ryan going, "Man, you guys spend a lot of time on your phone while you're hunting." <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the day i knew i was like oh my god i'm my father's son <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny funny stuff and we got those two black ducks yes we did we sure did yeah was- we got we i think we got everything that came into that hole that i just day. didn't move until they landed and then i moved <laughs> <laughs> yeah mark's like the whole way and he's like <laughs> <laughs> anyways check out that sign jackal lumberjack oh, yeah You'll like it. Yeah. You'll like it. They play a chainsaw. Any song that has a chainsaw as as an accompaniment. I'm more personal to Chainsaw Earl. But Buddy Watch's name. Yeah. That's a good one too. Well, boys, I think we've uh I think we've we've sort of kind of beat it to death. This this was a good episode. We just shoot the shit and, and have some fun and Every episode's a good episode. Yeah, it is. Yes. You're right. And and you know what? Everybody, to the people that are listening, sorry it's taken so long to, to actually bring this up. But um, from the bottom of my heart, really thank you for everybody that sent in, um, you know, messages and comments, especially after we hit uh, episode 50 and that one year anniversary. Um, and I know there's a ton of you that don't uh, write um, that I, I end up meeting up with or, or cross paths or a message and, and you just say, hey, I love the show, um, that I never would have expected that you would have listened to the show. I, I can't thank you. I know the boys get it all the time too. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us a reason to meet up and, and chat with with one another because really that's that's the whole idea of the show is, is really a chance for us to, to hang out talk about bird hunting, whatever that may be. And, and then all of the dumb shit that, that happens uh, revolving around bird hunting. And sometimes we'll make fun of people too. Um, That being said, this was episode one of season two. uh, And you know what? Another 50 episodes are, will be, uh, will be posted before we even know. We've got some pretty amazing guests coming up right now. Uh, on the books we've got uh, k2 coolers coming on we've got gator waiters coming on um we've got matt pomeroy coming on to talk about shooting sports and fitting a shotgun and not and all of that stuff so for anybody that's in the market for a new gun when you go to that uh, gun counter here to 
here are the things that you're going to want. That's probably going to be next week with, with uh, Pomeroy. Um, we've got some pretty amazing guests coming up here in the near future. So the show is only going to keep getting better and we got you to thank for this. So uh, we'll do a quick round table and, and we'll call that an episode. So Philly. To our millions of listeners, watchers, subscribers, we thank you. Uh, just to echo to what Dana said, you know, it's been a great year. Looking forward to another great year. And this is going to be uh, going to be a big summer. So tune in, watch, subscribe, like, smash, do some other nonsense, whatever, right? Just follow the fucking show. But uh, we have some great, great, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, we, got, we got some great, uh, great people coming up this, uh, this summer. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I do have to, to preface this because I know Craig Mintz uh, from Real Geese never watches on YouTube. He puts the show on and he listens to it while they're in the shop. Craig, you need to watch this episode and look at Mark at this point and see how ridiculous he looks with that real geese hat on. We've got to get Merck a, a low profile hat or something. So something a little slimmer, <laughs> a little bit slimmer. So yeah. either way, you need to take a screenshot of this Craig and put it up in the office um, just so everybody can see it because he looks like my like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> he if, looks like yeah. my dad right now. So yeah. Craig, uh, we'll be talking. We got to get Merck a new hat, buddy. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, uh, always fun. I, I look forward to this every week. Um, uh, for anybody who listens or watches out there, you know, thanks for that. Um, whether it's just one person or 10,000 people, we're going to do this anyways. So Absolutely. it doesn't really matter. So the more people along for the ride, the better. And we're just trying to, we're just trying to be honest and uh, as grounded as people are. Cause there's so many people who, are just in, especially in this industry who are just like not true to themselves or for whatever reason. But so we're just like Damien always says, we're just a couple of our souls who just enjoy each other's company and like, uh, like to shoot some birds and, and talk about uh, our experiences. And like I said, I look forward to it every week. So good times as always. <laughs> Dad up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. When we started this, I didn't think it was going to go very far. I said, well, I will, you know, do a few episodes or whatever. Yeah. And uh, over the past year, man, it's been, at sometimes it's been a little bit of a lifesaver. Like when I was in isolation in Newfoundland, like to get on this chat with you guys was yeah, the yeah. highlight of my isolation. Besides yeah, being out in the woods in Newfoundland all the time. Right. But as far as communication wise, it was awesome to be able to sit here and t talk to you guys. Now, yeah, this is a show we put there for, for people to listen to and watch and everything, but this is uh, this is a great little social thing. Like this, the shit we've been through for the last year with all the COVID crap and everything, and, and we can get together every week and shoot the shit like this and, and get on guests and and yeah. things we can't even do. Like you can't you can't go meet all these people because you can't leave your damn province or whatever, right? right. So it's great. Like it's just situationally, it worked out great for for I think for us and for yeah. for the people we're talking to and everything. So I mean where we are now i didn't picture it so hmm. and i know i know it's just uh us shooting the shit but man it's it's been awesome i love it yeah good point and I, I never uh never thought about it i i look forward to it there was there was a stretch there um i think we had three weeks where we didn't do a show at one point um and it was just 
you know, it was everyone was busy and, and sort of, and I was kind of into a funk just because of my own, my own bullshit. And I can remember, uh, it was a Thursday and my wife said, you're doing your show this week. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do the show this week. And she was like, good. She said, because you need it. There's, there's a, a difference in your mood when you, after you're spend an hour, hour and a half chatting with the boys. So I guess um, even though I didn't realize that I need it just as much as uh, just as much as, as anybody, right? So the show is what the show is. Like Ryan alluded to, Mark alluded to, and same with Phil and if Dave was here, he would say the same thing. We are huge proponents of surrounding ourselves with good people. You are the friends that you keep. And we're just regular dudes that just love one another's company. And we love making fun of one another and making fun of all of you too. So um, if we ever get to the point that you think that we're not being grounded, please send us a message and wake us the fuck up because that is the goal to always remain grounded. Until next week, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening this is the Union 0430 Season 2, Episode 1. Big love.